Welcome to another episode of the Get Your Edge podcast. I'm your host, Brian Bott from Sports Advantage here in the Madison area. I'm here with my co-host, Coach Manchi, who is donning the Sports Advantage hat tonight. We're fired up that he's uh, finally wearing some gear. Uh, we've been representing Kimberly down here in the Dane County area. Uh, now, finally, we got some edge wear up in the Fox Valley. Hmm, let me think about that for a minute here. Um, Coach, how you doing? First of all, thanks for the gear. And I'm wearing it very proudly because you do such so many great things here at Sports Advantage. So super excited to get this thing going tonight. Well, Coach, um, you know, we want to get right into the podcast. Uh, I am overly excited to have a, a very special athlete who's who's been with me now for almost, I think, eight years. Um, when I opened Sports Advantage, right after I left Wisconsin, she was one of our first clients. I'm good friends with her father, and I am talking about a former Wisconsin Badger, former Edgewood High School graduate, Amy Davis. Amy, are you over there? I'm here, and I'm so excited to be talking to you. <laughs> I was like Lizzie. <laughs> I know. And yeah, uh, I think it, I don't know, coach. Has it been eight? I don't, I wonder if it's been longer than that. Maybe nine or it's 10. It's been a while. It's been since 2013. So yeah, it's been over nine. Wow. Holy smokes. Mm -hmm. um, so Amy, I, you know, we're pretty freelance here with, with how we start everything off. And it just, uh, you know, talk to our listeners a little bit, tell them about yourself and who you are and where you've been. Okay, kiddo. Yeah, so obviously my name is Amy Davis. Um, I went to the University of Wisconsin-Madison and was a Badger. I was there for five years. And like Brian said, I went to Edgewood High School. Um, and I actually am currently living in Michigan, where I run professionally for Brooks, the shoe company. And it's been, I've been here for about three months now, and I've been running for them for over a year. And it's been truly amazing. Um, and I've just really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed running and I really enjoyed having Brian a part of my journey. And he's still actually a part of my journey. He's still giving me training. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, Amy, you had two very athletic parents and your father was the wrestling coach at UW-Madison with the mm -hmm. Badgers and your mom was a runner and what type of influence did they have on you both personally and athletically? Yeah, that's a great question. So I would say having my dad wrestling growing up and my mom being a runner and actually she was a professional runner. She ran for three different shoe companies. I believe it was Nike, Reebok and Adidas. Wow. Um, it definitely had a really big influence on me wanting to pursue the sport of running um, they, they never forced me to do anything. And I think that's why I actually was able to fall in love with the sport of running because they always gently guided me. Um, when I was growing up, they had me participate in different sports, like in middle school, I was in on swim team, I was on dive team, soccer, volleyball, basketball, which is kind of funny I did basketball because I'm so small. Um, <laughs> um, but then I didn't actually start competitively running until high school. And I think that was encouraging to me. And they let me dream about becoming a runner. Like I knew my mom was athletic in that way. 
And I dreamt of that. I was like, I want to run like she did. Like, I want to go to college for a sport. Like, I want to go to college for running. And with my dad and having his accolades of being in the Olympics, making world teams, like, I also desired to do that too. I was like, oh, like, that's a really cool standard. But it wasn't a standard he ever made me want to achieve because he told me how to achieve it. It was he helped me build that dream for myself. So I would say that had a really big influence. And I mean, I, I have a great relationship with your father, Amy, and, and he's such a special person. You know, I, I obviously got to know him at the University of Wisconsin, but also now um, that he's working with Silver Star Nutrition and really, you know, building that brand. But he just, the the pride that he speaks of, of you with is just so immense. And you can just tell, you know, how proud both of your parents are. But you know, like you said, they were both extremely successful, you know, mm-hmm. and so, you know, you kind of had a little bit to live up to, right? Yeah, I think I did. I think though, like it, like I said, it's never a pressure. They never were, oh, you need to do better at this. Like when I was in high school, um, my mom would help me write some of my running training. Like she'd be like, Hey, you should write out what you want to do for the week. This is the mileage. And then I'd come to her and show it. And she'd be like, okay, like, tell me why you chose it to do that way. And so I even got to learn, like, how to write my own training. What, what should good training look like? What should I be doing? And so I think that was helpful coming from both of them. Well, I think that's such a great message to our parents that are listening, right? You're empowered, mm-hmm. you know, they empowered you. They didn't force it on you. They empowered you to grow and learn as you went with it. And they worked with you versus, you know, telling you what to do, which is such a, you know, that's, that's a great way to parent first off, you know, because you keep the athlete in tune with wanting to keep doing it versus like, you need to do this, you need to run. And I guarantee you had your parents said, Hey, do this, do this, do this. You'd probably after a while been like, uh, this isn't as fun anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I still sometimes could be that way. My dad would be like, Hey, did you do this today? I'd be like, mm, now I don't want to do it. <laughs> so, so back to when you're in high school, Amy. Okay. When we met, um, you're, you're obviously, you know, the top runner in the state, um, mm-hmm. you know, for, for a couple of years. Um, and a lot of, you know, a lot of our coaches, you know, have a huge misconception on, you know, cross country and track runners, you know, and believe yeah. that, you know, especially with the cross country side that, you know, all you should do is a bunch of lightweight circuits and, and things like that. Um, you know, and not really even strength train during the season things, you know, of that nature. But when you started sports advantage as a junior, right. How do you feel that our approach or just the approach to strength training may have aided in your success because you didn't train that way. You didn't, you know, we didn't do a bunch of circuits with you. We actually, you lifted some pretty heavy weight. We made you jump. We made you sprint. Um, so it was a little different training than most of, you know, high school coaches feel like distance runners should train. Yeah. Uh, Brian, don't forget, you made me do push-ups and you made me do pull-ups. <laughs> Those were the did. hardest ones. We did. Absolutely. Yeah, yep, absolutely. <laughs> um, I think that weight training was so important to what I was doing in high school. And I think it was one of the top reasons why was injury prevention. I didn't get injured. The only time I was injured was my freshman year of high school. I had a stress fracture. And then from then on. That was before I knew you. Yeah, before you knew me. (laughs) Yeah, before Brian knew me, before we started doing anything. Um, And I think that was really big for me is 
being strong in every aspect um, of my body, I think that was extremely important. And also I think having the strength to endure, um, I think we forget that, yes, running is really important. That's the most important aspect of what we do. But you gave me the endurance of strength to maintain, to maintain it, capitalized it already, what I was doing on my running. And I think with female distance runners, it often can be about body image. And so like we think smaller, lighter, faster. Therefore, if I lift weights and become bulky, I'm going to become slower. And I just, I'm not going to look like a distance runner. Well, I think at the end of the day, too, with weight training, it's not about how our body appears. Um, it's not about bulkiness. Um, really, I think what I've learned even throughout college is like there are so many different shapes and sizes to a woman, and it doesn't matter. They can still run fast. Um, but I think the weight training was just so important, especially to enduring my long distances. One thing, too, Amy, that we did um is we had such a great communication right we mm -hmm. knew you know and we still do as far as you're telling me when your big meets were but when you we were in season i mean we trained through meets like right we didn't stop training no because we knew what the ultimate goal was you know and i think a lot of coaches are afraid because they had you know because they have a meet in like the middle of september you know that they don't want the kids training but they don't you know they don't have the the wherewithal to think about what the long-term effect is over the course of the season. We actually trained hard. We actually trained on run days, on race days sometimes because yeah. we knew what the ultimate goal was. Yeah. And the ultimate goal, I think in, in high school was like the dreams of state, winning the state. That's what we wanted to do. That was what I was there for. Um, and I think we, I agree. Our communication has always been really great. And I feel like that's a skill that's important when you're in high school and college is learning how to communicate with your coach of what your needs are. Um, and like you responded, that was what I loved about you too, is like, I would give you something and be like, Hey, Brian, this is what I'm thinking. You'd be like, okay, let's try to implement that. Or, Hey, let's think about this maybe in this way. Um, I think that was super helpful. Yeah. Amy, you know, just going back to that, what you said with your parents, you know, that communication process, is so important. And I think as strength and conditioning coaches, you know, we have to modify that program a little bit to each individual, you know, if they're in different sports, especially at the high school setting and then in Brian's setting with one-on-one. -on -one. But I think just having that great relationship and trusting hey, that we're both in this for the right reasons. And that's obviously to help the athlete get better and decrease their chance of injury. So I think what's a big, um, situation out there where a lot of coaches are just saying hey we're just going to do it this way and there's no input from the athlete at all and I think that's what really makes a program tick and makes it really work well is when both are working together and mm -hmm. the coach isn't just directing and saying hey you're going to do 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 this and just like your mom said hey come we'll come up with this program but she wanted your thoughts in it and so you have some autonomy so Obviously, you're the one that's going to be doing the program anyway. Mom's not going to be doing the program. So if you're mm -hmm. going to do it, it, you know, that's the way it's going to work the best. A lot of uh, athletes that I have at the high school level, they'll say, hey, can you get me a, you know, a weight gain, you know, program or, you know, a weight loss program together? And I always say, hey, you know, you have to put a lot of time into that yourself because you're the one that's going to do it. Yeah. You know, if you start putting stuff together for an individual and you really don't know them very well they're just not going to do it anyway. If you're putting foods in there and you're saying, eat this food because, hey, 
nutritionally, it's supposed to be really good. They're just not going to do it if they don't like it. So mm -hmm. I think having that individual have a big piece of it, hey, what are we going to do together is, is really important. And you mentioned that with your parents and now, you know, your communication with Brian and your training, it, it just makes sense that it, you're much more likely to be successful doing it that way. I'm going back to their college. Now we have a lot of pod, people on the podcast and they talk about their college experience and um, what was it like, or what is it like to be a division one track athlete, especially, you know, you're in the big 10 at the university of Wisconsin. They're known for their distance runners. You know, tell us a little bit about that for any high school athlete that might have a dream of, you know, being able to participate at that level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say it's a commitment but it's a really fun commitment. I think it's something that if you get the opportunity to do, then like take advantage of it and just know that if you want to be really great at your sport, this is something that like my dad and I would talk about, my mom and I would talk about, and even um, my first college coach we talked about is like, sometimes you're going to have to make sacrifices. So like when I went to college, school and running were going to be my thing. And sometimes I was going to have to sacrifice my social life. I was going to be able to hang out with all the friends that I wanted to. Maybe I was going to meet the people or go to football games like everybody else. Because my, my job and my goal there was to do well at running and perform in school. Um, and I would say I really loved my college experience. Um, my college coach, Jill, was there for four years. And her and I just really understood each other. Um, I had a lot of respect for her. I feel like she not only knew me as an athlete, but like I would spend time in her office and she got to know me as a person. And I think that made a difference in my training. I made that, think that made a difference in my career because I felt known by the coach that I had. Um, I would even say the dynamic I had with the girls on the team. So actually one of my teammates, Alicia Munson, qualified for the Olympics this year in the 10,000. And she was my training partner for four of those five years. And what was the, the best part of our relationship is was how uncompetitive it was. Her and I were training partners. Her and I were getting us, getting each other to the next level, but we cared about each other. It wasn't in practice about one stepping who had the better time. Like that was never the case. Like we were literally stride for stride for everything. Like the most in sync person I've ever trained with. Like it was such a blessing, but like, that's what I think made the experience so good is because I had teammates that genuinely cared about making the team great, not just individually being great. Amy, was that the, the girl when, there's like a video of you running and she was kind of waving you forward. Like, yes, at, was at the big 10 championship. That was such yes. a, uh, such a great moment. Right. And, and that's mm -hmm. such a, that, and for our athletes, listen to that comment, right. There, there's competitiveness and there's, you know, there's caring things like that, but there's no jealousy. There's no, you know, anything you want, what's best for your teammate. You want what's best for, you know, other people on your team. You're not thinking about yourself, first you're thinking about you know the people that you're working with versus against right aim yeah and that was probably one of the highlights of my career was that race it was a 5000 meter race indoor at the university of michigan and um alicia had just won the 3000 before i had just gotten fourth and 
our goal the whole time, no matter what, it was go one, two, whether that was me first, her second, or her first, me second. We wanted to do that when we were in college. And it was coming around the last 400 meters. I'm pretty sure people can YouTube it. It's called Alicia Munson is the greatest teammate. Um, (laughs) And she just, I made my way to the front and she looked at me and she said, now. And for 400 meters, she was just yelling at me. She's like, let's go, Amy. Let's go. Come on, Amy. Like, let's go. And she was waving me on. And it was like the most amazing thing ever. I don't know if like other people have experienced that in college, but I think that was very unique. Um, And I think that's what teammates are about. Well, that's about it for today. That's about it. I mean, it's just such a great message, Amy. You know what I mean? And and especially in a sport like track, track is an individual sport, right? You have a team, Mm -hmm. I mean, but just to have the wherewithal and the viewpoint that, you know, this person's wearing red and white with me and I'm running with her every day. I'm, you know, I'm training with her. I'm, you know, going through all the stuff that college kids have to go through to get better with her. And I want the best for her. You know, even, even if it means that she may beat me, I, I want what's best for her. And, and to, to, for you guys to reciprocate that is even more, uh, to me, is just even, even crazier, Dean, right? Because you don't see that. Usually you'll have one person will be like, man, I really care about this person. This, that. The other person is like, yeah, I care about them too, but I want to finish first. And you just don't see that as much. And that's, that's what athletics is all about. So yeah. for those of you listening, that's really what it should be like whether you're in a team sport, individual sport. Um, Amy, when you finished at UW right now, you know, you had great experience, obviously. And yeah, uh, you know, a lot of fun and, you know, did some really impressive things. Um, Now you're, you're running professionally, which is even Mm -hmm. a whole different deal, right? Because now you don't have a team. You have a team really with Brooks and, and, and some other people, you know, with, with whatnot, but you're, you're really kind of on your own. Um, you still prioritize your strength training with that. Um, maybe yes. Talk a little bit about how we do that. Um, but then also you're in a solo sport. You're running professionally. You're, you're, you're kind of doing it on your own. Tell our listeners like how much discipline, you know, we talked a little bit off air about how much discipline you have to have, but share with how much discipline it takes to really do that. Because I'm going to be the first to say, and, and, you know, you know, I love you to death, Amy. I hate running. <laughs> I never want to run. My <laughs> wife loves to run. I hate running, you know, and it's not like, you know, a soccer or a football or a basketball where practice can change. You know, you can do different drills, things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do some mechanical stuff, but running is running. You got to run, you know, and it's, every yeah. day. you know, so tell us about the, you know, the kind of discipline that you have to have because you have a satellite strength program and now you have to run pretty much, you know, with your team a little bit, but you got to do it on your own now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say sometimes there's definitely days, um, especially so a little backstory. I was in Madison for about a year before I moved to Michigan to be with my actual team here. And I was trained with my college team and also doing a lot of runs on my own. Um, and yeah, we were talking a little bit off of air, but there was a lot of days that were really difficult to actually be disciplined motivated and I was tired I was tired of doing it alone um I felt actually really lonely um and even kind of like wondered I was like do I even really enjoy running and 
one thing that I would do, even in those moments, knowing that I was like, I still have to go run. I still have to get things done. I would actually ask somebody to bike next to me when I was felt, when I felt like that lack of discipline, when I felt like I wanted to skip it, then I would ask somebody to come alongside me and be like, Hey, can you bike with me today? Um, cause it does take a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of motivation. Um, but I think something at the end of the day, that's helpful is having routine and having good habits. Um, so like I would get up in the morning and I would run first. I was like, that's just what I'm going to do. That's my routine. I'm going to get up and run because I knew in the afternoon I wasn't going to be as motivated to get like 10 or 12 miles done. I was like, I need to get up and do it now. Um, And with that then too, I'd have like, I'd have a routine right when I got back, I would do walking drills every time after I'd run, do these walking drills, then I'd come inside and then I'd have a rollout routine. I'd roll out for 15 minutes. I do each body part for about a minute, a minute or more than that. And then I do some like yoga flow stretches and really having like a routine and good habits was helpful because my body naturally would do it. Like I was just like in this rhythm, like one after the other. And even Brian and I had this conversation about stacking habits. So when I wanted to implement new things, I'd pick up on the habits that I already have. So I drink coffee in the morning. Okay. Well, I wanted to have collagen. So I get bone density, bone strength. And so I would put my collagen in my coffee because I already knew I drank coffee in the morning and now I can add this into it. So that's kind of things that I would do. So what were those Olympic trials like? I know a lot of athletes, you know, that have that experience, you know, to think that, you know, this is the biggest thing, the Olympic trials. What was that experience like for you? Yeah. Um, really kind of, it was a dream come true. I was like, <laughs> when I qualified in December, I was like, oh, did I really just do that? Oh, oh, wow. This is what I work hard for. It kind of felt like, to be honest, like not saying, oh, I'm so good, but it felt kind of anticlimactic because I just had to qualify for a time. And I was like, oh, that's it. That's all I had to do. But I worked really hard for it. And so I was like, dang, this is kind of cool. I get to go to the Olympic trials. And then when we went to the Olympic trials, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm with some of the best athletes in America. Like I had a kind of, actually like sit and think about it and let it sink in otherwise I was gonna like let it pass me um but at the same time this is like to anybody I remind myself this when I was at the Olympic trials I was like it's just another race it's another race it's like anything else I know how to run I didn't forget how to run when I got here so I think that also when I was really nervous that would like settle me down be like okay I've done this for so many years I didn't forget it overnight. Um, and it was very warm. Um, it was like a right. hundred degrees on the track when I was doing it. And the, it was a really hard race. I was like, oh my gosh, heat. That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, uh, one thing, you know, and one thing that I think is, you know, kind of a misconception too with um, distance runners is, you know, eating and caloric intake, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, a, a huge issue can be iron deficiency. So maybe give some of our listeners, you know, how you combat, you know, caloric intake because you're burning a ton of calories, you know, yeah. things like that. And, you know, it can be a touchy subject, obviously, um, especially for, for female athletes sometimes, but um, you touched on a little bit with strength training, you know, because again, you know, we kind of debunked that myth that, that, you know, 
um, distance runners can lift heavy. I mean, I think you yes. hex bar deadlifted, you know, well over two times your body weight, you know, as we were preparing for the trials and, and whatnot. So, but from a caloric intake standpoint, things like that, maybe give our listeners just a couple of tips or things that you think about, you know, as you're, as you're looking at something like that. Mm, yeah. I think because I think there is kind of what I mentioned before, like a lot of distance running is disbelief. The lighter you are, the faster you'll be. Um, and I think that's a detrimental thought that we have. Um, and at the same time, I think it's kind of knowing your personality. A lot of people with distance running are type A. We're pretty organized. And I think that's why, Brian, you talked about discipline. I think that's why we can be pretty disciplined. Um, and I think when it comes to nutrition, know yourself. If this is an area that um, you really struggle in, then I do recommend like seeking nutritional help from like a professional to help you figure out what you need. Um, and that's nothing to be ashamed of. I think that's really important. When it came to me personally, I was really thankful to your question Dean, about my parents. I was really thankful for how my parents raised me when it came to that. When I was in high school, they didn't talk about nutrition that much. They told me that that's something that you're going to hone in more on when you get to college. So right now, like, let's not think crazy about nutrition. Let's just eat a well-balanced. And actually my mom would take me to Culver's the night before races sometimes and let me get ice cream just to prove that it didn't really matter all the time. Like I could still do kinds of things. And when I got to college is when we had sports nutrition. And that was when I was trying to figure out more about healthy eating. I will have to say my coach, Jill, when I was in college would tell you that I was, I would hide Oreos in my locker um, every once in a while, just to snack on them. <laughs> um, but that was really helpful. They taught me a lot of good habits. They taught me, okay, vegetables are a good thing. And like, you can actually make them taste good. Um, they can be healthy. They, I would use, um, like protein powders. That's something that we use a lot of, um, when we'd come in, we'd have smoothies after. And I think there's things when sometimes you feel like you can food. They used to tell me to drink my calories. So like have, have something that's liquefied to get the calories in right now. And then later, sometimes right after I'd run, I wasn't really hungry for like foods. And I think that was a really easy way to add the calories that I depleted in my body. Well, Amy, uh, but great talking with you. Um, one thing that, that we um, talk about a lot with our athletes and the title of our podcast is called Get Your Edge Podcast. So we always give our our, you know, guests an opportunity to share one piece of advice with our listeners, athletes, or coaches. So if you have one piece of advice that you can give uh, a get your edge type of advice, a way for people to get an edge over on their competition, what would it be? Simplify your habits. I feel like we always try to make things really so I'd say simplify things, simplify the way you're thinking about something, I, um, what, how you're achieving a goal. Like for me, well, I don't want to have five bo bottles of vitamins. So I actually go to this company that puts all my vitamins in one little package that simplifies it for me. So I don't have to think about that. So I'd say simplify. That's awesome. Dean, you got anything else for Amy? Hey, just one uh, kind of question that I have just because I'm not a runner. 
but is what kind of weather do you would be a perfect um, weather for running as far as food like you know because you said you know, not, you know i talked to some high school athletes and then i look i look out and it's a great okay you guys ah, it's too hot today so what would be an <laughs> ideal temperature you know for you to, to have a big race in i'd say like a cool 50 like okay. low 50s like cool like fall riskies don't catch me in the middle of July or August. Like I'm going to be like trying to run at like 4 a.m. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Yes. Dean, anything else? No, that's, that's it. I just appreciate Amy coming on. Yeah. This is awesome. First female guest and first track and field uh, distance runner. And uh, going from Wisconsin to Michigan, you still obviously must like those cold days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're going to be used to that so it's um we'll definitely have to get dad and mom on the podcast in the future there, oh Brian. yeah oh yeah we'll have to get dad on they'd get love him. that oh yeah we'll get dad and mom on for sure oh yeah they would banter like no other oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> we wouldn't be able to get them off cripes and be like okay we gotta end here you know but it'd be awesome they're such great people i mean very supportive um like amy talked about the way that they went about um, and again, you know, she's not just an average athlete. She was a, you know, elite level athlete when she was young and, you know, they went about the right way to make sure she still loves the sport that she loves uh, without burning her out too soon, uh, trying to force too much too soon and just allowing her to grow into it. So again, you know, we don't charge for the podcast. We don't do any of that stuff. So any of you out there that listen to it, like it again, you know, if you're a track coach, share this with your friends. It was great information that Amy shared, uh, especially, you know, through the state of Wisconsin. we got a lot of good runners and a lot of good coaches. Let's get the information out as, as best we can. Um, want to put a good plug in for Dean at the Fox Valley Throws Club. Uh, they'll be having some, some sessions in the winter as well, indoors, uh, and then sports advantage as well. You know, just like we talked about with Amy, we, we not only have our gyms, but we also have satellite programs that – we feel are very effective in what we're doing. Uh, so that's going to wrap up episode 26 of the Get Your Edge podcast. Looking forward to following Amy as she uh, takes her quest for the next Olympics here in the next couple of years. And we will see you all next time. Chop it.